like it's the girlfriend trying to find her cheating husband and he's in some big plot and she's trying to like go through like let's let's really like up the stakes in the third one i need to go to this quinceanera this weekend but hector <laughs> is missing how can i wear this dress and these crystal luby tins to the quinceanera if hector doesn't show up i mean i could take alejandro he cute uh, he cute yeah, on the hand younger brother Yo, shout out to Mercury in retrograde still. Okay, mm-hmm. I I actually have a plan. That I want to talk about. I want <laughs> I want to talk about it real quick. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast, by the way. You know who it is. Hi, um, I really think that we should all get together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Latinos and non-Latinos. I welcome everyone. We should yeah. all get together and annihilate Mercury. Who <laughs> needs well, Mercury? Isn't, wait a minute, isn't it like Aquarius? <laughs> like new moon and now it's like it's time to manifest like shit you're talking a lot of words right now ramon pesante you're talking a lot of <laughs> spiritual crystal holding words right now <laughs> so we can manifest but yo well we seen some technical difficulties it's you gotta laugh at that yeah. yo i've been trying to laugh but i gotta say there's been wine spilled my cell phone cracked uh, it, there's been a lot of stuff with this gatorade mercury shit and i really <laughs> think that i really think we should annihilate the planet mercury i hope that doesn't get me in trouble with nasa or anybody but mm-hmm. nah son i'm tired of mercury and all this stuff that it's causing Wow. So I say we just get rid of it. Hey, they got rid of Pluto and they didn't ask us. The same no. way what they did, what they did to 191st Street, they didn't ask us to get rid of Pluto. They just said, hey, we're going to make it a star or a subplanet or whatever the heck it's called. I say we get rid of Mercury and make it eight and we good, right? Or would that bring it down to seven? I don't know the math, but I say we get rid of it. Rachel, you can never get rid of Saturn. Saturn rules the world and the whole universe. Ain't nobody talking about Saturn. I love Saturn. Me and Saturn. You're gonna get canceled by Saturn, Rachel. (laughs) No, me and the rings of Saturn, they are the Lord of my rings. Okay. Ah. I love Saturn and all of its rings. Bling bling, Saturn. (laughs) And you know who else I love? And Mm. who people tell me they love about me? Uranus. I have to say. There's a lot to talk about. We weren't gonna talk about the solar system or anybody's anus or My anus, anus is eye. splattered. Woo! I don't know what the plural of anus is. It's like anus eye or something. Ain't I? Oh, I don't ain't know. I. But ain't I a kicker? Okay, look, we have a lot to talk about here, so I think we got to get to it. Don't you guys think? Yeah, let's uh, do this. It's nice to see you, by the way, Ramon Pesante. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, What's man. up, Ramon? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. Just uh, you know, I'm. I'm enjoying helping you guys with the podcast. I, I really am glad uh, that we're um, on this journey together. I think it's uh, it's something that I'm passionate about more than anything, because you know uh, it's just that, and that's normally how I move on passion. You know what I mean? So and this Ooh. this podcast has become a passion thing for me. So uh, you know I love it when I get to come on here and talk about something I've seen because I got a pick for you guys. What? Ooh, Is this pick. another installment of Pesante's pick? Yes, see, yes. see. I, I love PP. I really PP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Let's yeah, go. It, it, PP it, on me right now. Th- this, oh, go. shit. This is a short you one. You Pesante pick. You know what I mean. Oh, mm-hmm. it's short. Short PP. Yeah, it's a short one. Okay? <laughs> oh, man. I'm a grower. I'm not a shower. Okay, Rachel? Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> and this P is missing. Now that's the name of the movie. Missing. Oh, oh. Missing. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Ramon Pesalte with the comedy. Check okay, him out I'm every week on, on the right. Latinos okay. Out Loud podcast. <laughs> Try the veal and tip your waitresses. Have yeah, a good night, thank everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, Missing <laughs> is a film where, Frank, this movie will kind of freak you out, Frank. Yeah. Because Uh-oh. it takes place in a computer screen. The entire Ooh. movie is in a computer screen, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's literally scenes and conversations, uh, dialogues on Zoom, on 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 FaceTime, uh, whenever someone is talking, it's either they're on on the phone through the through the computer. It's all it's an, ele- an electronic experience, right? The Gen Z, the Gen Z yes, world, total Gen Z. This is a Gen Z themed film, much like Megan. Megan is a Gen Z themed film. That's why. I see and you love these it. films. You yes. keep no, talking shit about real. Gen Z, but you keep going to see the films. Yeah, oh yeah, because I need to see what they're seeing. Because I, I want to make, I want to make movies for Gen Z. So Hell maybe, yeah. And maybe I can teach them something. Maybe I can. You know, through through film, I can kind of guide them because they're lost. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Pesante picks and Pesante talks yeah. about Gen Z. There That's you what you get. No, here. no, no, they're okay. not lost. No, they're no. I want them to be found in the movies, definitely. So yeah, so basically, it takes place in a computer screen, right? Where this this young girl, uh, her mother goes missing when she goes on a trip to like Colombia, right? They go on a trip on Columbia, and then she gets abducted, right? And then the Ooh. daughter, right? She's like 19 years old. She's It's starring, the mother is played by Nia Long, right? Oh, we all know and love she, Nia Long. She's beautiful. I love Nia Long. She's still beautiful. She's been in movies Ali? for like over 20 years, yep. and she's still gorgeous. Now, think, about, think about some of the women that you've seen 20 years ago, right? You know, Marissa Tomei, yeah, she still kind of got it. She kind of got it. But then if you think about other people, you know, like Nicole Kidman, yeah, I'm all right. Back then, yes. But, you know, Nia Long is like fine wine. Beautiful. She's, she's beautiful. You know, every time I see her or I comment on her Instagram, I always comment, you know, uh, was it Nia be thy name? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look at her Mia last name, name, you know? Yeah. yeah. Long. Oh. Me a long time. Oh, me, me a long time. Me love me a long time. Yes, me love me a long time. So um, <laughs> so she's the mom that goes We're missing. We're so silly. She goes the mom, and the girl has to hack into her mother's uh, Gmail account. And then she hacks into the boyfriend's Gmail account. And then Damn. she's going through, like, all their, their, their pings all over the country and all over where they were. And she has to uncover what really happened to her mother, right? Um, and what's interesting, the movie's called Missing. Now, the filmmakers also made a movie called Searching from, like, right before the pandemic hit. It was, like, 2019, right? And it was same premise, but with Asian people, right? It was with mm. a guy from Harold and Kumar, you know, uh, uh, I'm, 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 are you familiar with Harry and Kumar movies? Yes. Right. Okay. So it was gentleman- White Castle dudes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. uh, and then, but it's him looking for his daughter. Same setup, same directors, pretty much the same premise, right? But they pivoted to the African American community, and I think it was good. I went. Um, I was invited by Sus One DJ Sus One. Uh, I, my colleague over at Sherry Shepherd show and also, you know, I, but you know, he's like world famous sus one. Right. And he invited I, me and a bunch of other, like these influences to watch the movie. And you know what? You could, it was a great experience cause they're all yelling at the screen. And normally I'm like, shut the fuck up. But you know what? <laughs> this experience was like, yeah, yell at the screen. Right. Uh, because you know, but it's interesting. No one knew that about the movie Searching. I would say it's a sequel, but it's just basically the filmmakers using the same premise, right? Premise. But just with a different family, right? One was an Asian family, now it's a black family. I really hope that they do one for the Latino family. I was going to say, are we next? Yes, thank you. But I just hope it's not the same premise again. You know, Hmm. you know, little... Little Raphael has gone missing and they got to go through his TikTok activity to find him. I'm like, okay, look, let's, can we just like switch it up and find another reason why he's missing? And then 
Like maybe it's like the family gets together on a Zoom conversation and they all are like gossiping, but also trying to find him, you know? Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's like- Let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Though. If it was, let's just say, play yeah. what if. What if? If it's the same premise with a Latino family, are you going to go to the hey. theater and see it? Yes. Of course. Okay, that's it. Yes, so, yes. okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think that's like a cute approach to filmmaking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It'll be like a we Zoom see- thing, and then they're like trying to find Hector because he ran off with his mother's EBT card or some oh, shit. snap. You yeah, have to yeah, bring yeah. in the EBT. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, son. Right. No, and then <laughs> he goes missing, and they think it's the chupacabra. Yeah, there you go. Right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, no, no, but on, in all... All, in all sincerity, I think it's very smart what they did, where it was like, this was an Asian folk. The first one searching was an Asian-focused family, and now this is a black-focused family. And I hope that they're really open to giving Latinos storytelling an opportunity. Because I liked it. It was a great popcorn fit, uh, flick, like really just entertaining, a, a little similar to searching. Searching and, and missing. It literally is just like very similar movies, but let's let, let's up the plot here. Let's up the stakes here, which I think they tried to do. But it was like it's still the same premise, you know. One family member is trying to find the other family member, but you know, what if it's like, like it's the girlfriend trying to find her cheating husband, and he's in some big plot, and she's trying to like go through. Like let's let's really like up the stakes in the third one because I know they're gonna do another one of these. Like I need. So go to this quinceañera this weekend, but Hector is missing. How can I wear this dress and these crystal Louboutins to the quinceañera if Hector doesn't show up? I mean, I could take Alejandro, but Hector, if he shows up, that's going to be some shit because that's his, like, you know. He cuter. He cuter, man. Yeah, that's his younger brother. And, mm-hmm. like, he cuter. But anyway, but yeah. all right, that sounds like a no, good No, yeah, film. yeah, no. So, you know, um, I thought it was a good film. Really, it just came out this weekend. Go check it out. Look, look, it's like probably like I think it's like only like ninety minutes. So it's like you go chill, you know, shout at the screen because it, it it is kind of a wild ride. But it also, for me as a filmmaker, inspires me to go. What can I do that's just on a computer screen and just keep Ooh. people like locked in for an entire ninety minutes? That's Ramon, that's a great I- challenge. <clears throat> I got a question for you. What's up with the, the technology and like using technology to scare us? Like, isn't this like a constant theme? We but spoke about, about deja vu. Yes. We spoke about that deja vu and the whole, you know, Denzel everything Washington with te- and deja vu. Yes. Right. Like this technology is like we're using it, but it's going to come back and haunt us. And like we're looking into these black mirrors. Like, you know, I did a, I did a fake news about the black mirror. Black right. mirrors back in the days were used for, ma- for, 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 for magic. These computers, these screens that we're looking for, there's, some people say there's demons that come through these screens. Digital energy, me and Juan Bago used to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is like a constant theme now, like this whole technology. This shit is crazy. Ramon, tell me about that. What do you think about that? All right, so I think that technology is is like is a given. It, it's a pro and con here. Okay, right. Um, if something was to ever happen to me, I would hope that my wife can go into my email, find my location, and find me. I would really hope. Oh that, my god! Right? Really? I would really hope that my wife would be able to find me. I, I got nothing to hide, so um, I would really hope that she would be able to find me through my because I haven't got nothing to hide. You know what I mean? The people that got something to hide with their technology, those, they probably should be tracked. Um, I do have a theory, though, about technology, right? You know, I do have a good theory. This is my Frank Spiracy, right? All right. But this is real. I promise you this is really going to happen, Frank. I promise you. So you know how when you're on Instagram, we kind of make all these agree, you know, we agree just to get on there. And I feel like they own all of our social activity, right? They own our stuff on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, right? This is what I think they're going to do in 50 years from now. They're going to create everything you've ever done on social, right? And they're going to create a digital you. And then your great-grandkids, right? They're going to sell your digital persona to your great grandkids. You know what? You ever wanted to know who your great grandfather was? And it's a digital version of me. 
right? With all my social medias. It's like a it's like an algorithm of all these yeah. different of all these different interactions and they'll it'll feel like they know me because they're like, yep. "Oh, who's your great-grandfather?" You know what I mean? Well, here it is. Here everything all his social activity in one experience and they'll sell it right back to you to your great-grandkids. Hmm. Yeah. We, we've spoken about that before and yeah. I can totally see, you know, from the makers of Instagram, come Instagrow. We will grow your family from the dead. For, <laughs> <Yeah>. for the <laughs> low cost of $700,000 a month, you can have your Titi Reina back with you. Yeah, right absolutely. Based off I of the algorithm that. and pictures yo, and if, some of her OnlyFans posts. Yo, God rest my grandmother's soul. Both my grandparents. I wish I can do that. I paid for that shit. 100%. Yo. You know, but well, anyway, wow. yeah. I, it's it sounds like you had a great just to bring it back to missing. Thank you for reviewing that. All right. So just to continue with the shouting, you have mm-hmm. another pesante pick, right? A certain, I don't know, TikTok clip that Aye. you circulated among the WhatsApp group <laughs> yes. with yes. A right. LMFAO next to it. Uh, uh, please explain. All right. So it's called the Iowa husband calling competition. So Aye. basically... There's a bunch of people sitting like in this like this theater space and you got this old Blanquita on the stage calling her husband and it's a competition. So take a listen. (laughs) Can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now. Come on. You know you're going to be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Roy! Roy, 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 Roy! All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Only in How America. That could Only you in America. How much? How much of that without, like, your teeth falling out or, like... <laughs> The hair on your back. But don't you think we could do better, Rachel? Well, Ramon, it's funny that you say that because you did some research, you know, yourself. Kudos. Congrats. That was great. But I also did some research, Ramon Pesante, and I actually found the Spanish language equivalent to that. Do you guys believe that it exists? What's it called? No. What's it called? I can't believe. It's called... It's the Novio X Novio Calling Competition. I really like the beast, the, the basin. That was a Puerto Rican. Definitely was like, oh. Spicy. Rondondon. 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 Pero cómprame los malditos tomates para tu mamá, porque ella viene y quiere comer la ensalada que a ti te gusta. Pero cómprame los malditos tomates. Tú no sirves para nada. Vete para la tienda. Vete para Sitown. Vete para Fine Fame. Y cómprame los malditos tomates. Tú no sirves para nada. Hija puta. Okay. There's a lot of rage in that one. I'm sorry, but I think the, the last one won. The spiteful. Had a, you know, had the hook. But this chick ran circles around. She must have been a Dominican. The way she was like, oh, man. circles around. Woo! Oh, oh, my God. First of all, shout out to Rondondon. Okay, Who the hell's Rondondon? Rondondon. Is that the name of, of his dick? Tell Yo, me that's what I thought. Rondondon. Rondondon. <laughs> I would name my dick that. Wrong, dong, dong. Maybe that's only my Dominican family. Oh, pero si, tenemos mi prima Rondondon. <laughs> wow. Rondondon must be packing, yo. Baby. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> that was amazing. Shout out to Francis. <laughs> oh, that was good. Francis. Well, maybe it doesn't exist in real life, LOLeros, but I do think that the equivalent to is funny, if not funnier. Ramon Pesante, you brought two really good picks to the show today. I just want to say. 
Yes. Really, really good. Thank you. Thank you. I, you could rate my picks anytime. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. So your stomach hurts. <laughs> so, wait, wait. So, all right. So, let's talk about... Let, now, let's switch the tone. Let's switch the tone here. I'm going to okay. try. My cheeks hurt so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta, we gotta guests to introduce, but, you know, Ooh. let's switch the tone. Rachel, fill us in on what happened in the Heights this past weekend. Oh, my God, you guys. If you remember what ha- happened... Last week, right? Before I get into what happened in the Heights, what had happened last week that we covered on the Latinos Out Loud podcast was the sign on Graham Avenue coming down, right? Hmm. Lots of implications, lots of POVs. We had two of them on the show. It was really interesting. But now, part two, New York City. Did you see what happened at the 191st Street train station tunnel over the weekend? Whether you're in Wash Heights or not, all you had to do was tune into social media, that is, because it got meatier and meatier this weekend. There was a lot of meat and potatoes that came out of this post out of Carmen de la Rosa's office, all right? So we discussed this morning what had happened. As a group, right? Because here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast, yes, we bring you comedy. Yes, we bring you entertainment. All that jazz. All that jazz. You know? But we also have to talk about the topics that are relevant in the Latino community that we must address, okay? And we must address this. Apparently. Mm. Or apparently, if you want to be phonetically correct. Apparently. The Department of Transportation went into the tunnel over the weekend on Saturday to be exact and covered the murals and iconic cultural graffiti, let's call it, artwork, because graffiti may diminish the term artwork, but it was artwork that the community has been used to for years and years. Right, Frank? Is this the same tunnel? This is the same tunnel, if I'm correct, if I'm not mistaken, that they use in the Heights, the big dancing where yeah. the abuela was walking down the tunnel when she passed yep. away. This is that, That's it. It's that same tunnel, right? Yep. Filmmaker Ramo Pesante, good eye. Thank you. Good eye. <laughs> That's yes. it, man. That's it. That's the tunnel. The tunnel that we've taken pictures through. The tunnel that, yes, the community has seen some shit. You know what I'm saying? But... Did the Department of Transportation have the right to go in there without consulting the community, specifically the councilwomen, the city council, on doing this? So what did we do? We got together. We formed like Latino Voltron today. (laughs) Okay? And we said, how does Latinos Out Loud get to the bottom of this? Well, the post that drove the internet crazy over the weekend, furnished by the office of Carmen de la Rosa, was number one on our list. So we reached out to Carmen de la Rosa. And who did we get on the show? Carmen de la Rosa. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview. Go ahead and say it with me because I say it every week. Slowly. Amazing. Someone amazing. Amazing. If I had a dollar for every time I said the word amazing on this podcast. (laughs) Probably wouldn't be podcasting. I'd be on a cruise ship somewhere, maybe Alaska. All right, here we go, guys. This is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing. Now, look, warning, warning, Mm-mm. warning. Mm-mm. There's something going down. Aye. There's something going down, and Latinos Out Loud is going to get to the bottom of it. And when something's going down and Latinos smell something fishy, Mm-mm. we have to find the facts. And how do we find the facts, Frank and Ramon? We find the people that know them. Aye. I would love to introduce her con todo mi corazón because she does so much for our community. Literally, she's leading a community. Community number 10, to be exact. Ooh. She is the councilwoman for northern Manhattan. That's Washington Heights, Inwood, and a piece of the Bronx that I just learned. That's a lot of territory, yo. Please put your hands together for councilwoman. Carmen de la Rosa. Yeah! Yeah! Thank you for having me. Councilwoman Mm. Carmen de la Rosa. I say that with pride. Welcome the heights. Welcome. Yes. Mujer, welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. It's so nice to finally have you. We've been trying for you. You're a busy woman. You're out there, like, with your cape on, answering <laughs> the freaking GWB light in the sky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's an honor to do that for the community that raised me, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, look, I'm going to cut straight to the chase. I would, I, I, this is not your typical interview, right? We, we called you here because we need you. We need you. What in the world is happening at the 191st Street train station? We've seen some images on your Instagram. Yes, yes. On your office's Instagram. There's a lot floating around the interwebs right now. We've seen what was a beautiful cultural mosaic of art in this tunnel that takes you from A to B and you're on a walking journey experiencing the artwork of uptown artists and all of a sudden mi gente it was painted beige yes white white now please how symbolic I know, right? I, hey, Ramon, I'm just stating the color of the paint that they used, okay? White. It was a yes. beige. Now, Ay. Carmen, talk to us, mujer. What Bone is going color. on? Here? Yeah, well, oh, that's a good color. look, I think, first of all, we got to understand the history of this tunnel, right? Like, I grew up on Dykeman Street, and we this used to be our stomping grounds. When I was young, in my teenage years, we used to go across this tunnel 10 times a day to get to, from St. Nicholas to Broadway and back down to Dykeman Street, right? So this has become an iconic symbol for Uptown. Way before the movie In the Heights, this tunnel represented our community and continues to represent our community. A few years back, the tunnel was painted and there was murals that were commissioned on this tunnel. You know, people have opinions about the murals. Some people said, well, was it really done by local artists or was it done by people who were flown in or was it done? Who were the artists that created this, the murals? But the reality is that once the murals were painted, they really served as a canvas for graffiti art, right? And what we know is that this art is um, emblematic, not only of our community, but of urban communities across the nation. And here in Washington Heights, the graffiti on that tunnel became just as valuable, just as beautiful as those original murals that were painted there. Um, but the tunnel has had a lot of issues. So I became the councilwoman January 2021. In January, in February 2021, I, I commissioned um, a group of city agencies to come in. Why? Because one of the main concerns I got was that there was the presence of hyperdermic needles on the ground in that tunnel. There was things like air conditioners being just left there, shopping carts. Um, unfortunately, you know, homelessness is an issue in our city and people were living in the tunnels. Um, there was garbage, the presence of garbage. And so we wanted to create what we call a multi-agency response where we would get the city agencies that are in charge of that tunnel, that tunnel is a mapped city street. And so it's under the jurisdiction of the Department of Transportation, but it's connected to a train station, which is under the jurisdiction of the MTA, right? Wow. Alphabet soup over here about these agencies. Mm -mm. And so, so exactly. And because of that, it creates like a no man's land that if you don't stay on top of it, you know, who's going to pick up the garbage? Who's going to uh, put the light fixtures in? Who's going to make sure that, you know, people are safe? Who's going to... So all of these services, you know, the Department of Transportation uh, takes care of our roads and our tunnels and our bridges, but they're not a cleaning service, right? So you got to get Department of Sanitation in to do the cleaning. And Department of Sanitation cleans garbage, but they don't clean needles. So we had to bring um, a local agency called On Point. It's a nonprofit organization to do that work. They do addiction services. And On Point does addiction services, but they don't do homeless services. So we had to bring Department wow. of Homeless Services to do this. So it was my job to try to keep people together and just hold them accountable. Because you know what happens? The hot potato. People throw that potato around and say, that's not my responsibility. That's not my responsibility. I clock out at five. I'm gone. And so we created this little task force that was going to be reporting every month back to the community. We did this, we did that, this is how we're taking care of the services. And I saw a little bit of improvement throughout the time that we were coordinating. But after a while, people went about their days and forgot all about the tunnel and it started to, again, look very run down and lack of services. So what happened? I started to bring up the issue once again. And I said, what happened to our multi-agency response? I'm seeing people back in the tunnel. You know, I'm hearing from mothers with their strollers that they can't get through because there's men living in the tunnel and they're injecting themselves. How are wow. children supposed to go back and forth from school, right? So I said, 
if this was a tunnel on 59th Street, I'm sure this hot potato would be, you know, figured out. But because we're in Washington Heights, we mm. get the short end of the stick. So I had to get really upset. And that happened last week. I got really upset. And I said, I need y'all to take care of this issue immediately. And so what ended up happening was that they, in, they initiated an operation to clean the tunnel. Again, I Ooh. told you all the issues I cited about the tunnel. Never once did I mention art or the murals or paint. Um, and Ooh. so what ended up happening was that as they translated the need for cleanup to mean paint over the art. And so what ended up happening was I woke up on Saturday morning. I got a text from an official in the city saying we, we did an operation to clean the tunnel last night and sent me a picture. When the picture was sent to me, it was fully beige, white, plain. And I was like, what is this? I mean, I didn't ask for any paint. I just asked for you to clean the, the grounds, you know, pick up the needles, bring services. That's what I've been asking for. And so I decided that it was my responsibility to inform the community that that had occurred. Um, and look, I think that the frustrations of the community are merited in this moment. Because honestly, like, if, if we're asking for services, they shouldn't interpret that to mean erase the history that was on those walls. Yeah. They should come back to the community and say, this is what we're doing, point A, point B, point C. And that didn't occur. Wow. And this was the Department of Transportation, or who? It was the Department of Transportation. Which is led by Idanis Rodriguez. He's the commissioner. So Idanis leads the full agency. Each borough has a commissioner as well. So Idanis is the head commissioner, and then they have five commissioners in every borough. Okay, Ramon, you have a question? Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering, is this uh, part of a much larger... Do you suspect that this is a, uh, a part of a much larger initiative and one of the things I remember about the 80s, the subway vigilante, vigilante shot those four uh, black kids. Bernard Getz. And, right. And then, you know, and then it created this ripple effect. And what something that uh, Giuliani had implicated because of this, right? This was their, this was their, the catalyst was that they were going to do the broken... Windows. The broken glass hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, the or broken like, windows. Yeah. Right. Where, where the broken windows hypothesis, hypothesis where we're going to do small, we're going to take care of small crimes like graffiti, you know, urinating, drugs, whatever, these little things to take care of the big crimes, right? And, but they say that, yeah, it helped with crime, but at the same time, it put a lot of black and Latino people in prison. You know, and instead of in, in investing money and constantly making and, and I, th I feel things like what happened over at Graham Avenue, things like this. I feel like the city is trying to meet the demand of this all crime. And then and then we want to serve these people because we've got all these buildings. Yeah, so many buildings. Right. That are not occupied. You got these big, beautiful buildings that actually have black and Latino people in there. They're affordable housing. But. They're dying to get those people out to get, you know, the, the the ballers in there to pay. And I'm, I feel I'm just again I'm just like I've been in this city for like a very long time, so it's like I know what I'm smelling. This is what I'm smelling that the media is trying to feed a narrative like crime. Listen, crime is always going to be crime, no matter who's in office. It's always going to be crime, right? So, but I feel like the fear uh, is being is being fed to everyone, including the people in our in our communities. And so I think that they're doing these kind of things like painting over our culture and you know and trying to take down the sign of Graham Avenue. And they're just trying to equate us to the crime instead of, you know, addressing those things separately. I mean, I agree with you that broken broken windows policing and and other tactics were were absolutely harmful to our communities. I grew up in Washington Heights in the nineties. And I remember, you know, after when I was little and I didn't realize it, but when I grew up and I started studying sociology and political science and I would read back that, you know, the murder rate in Washington Heights was 103 a year. Right. You can't compare that to now. Right. If we get five, ten. That's what we get now. Five or ten murders. One one life loss is one too many. We all understand that. But we can never go back to those days. And you're right that broken windows was used in order to justify the criminalization of the poor. 
right? Um, I spent five years in Albany uh, representing our community in the state legislature, and I visited many, many prisons. And one of the questions that I would ask myself, like, I would go into a prison and I would see a black face and I'd be like, where are you from? Brooklyn, the Bronx, mm. Washington Heights, Harlem. Is it only in our communities that crimes are being committed by people in our community? Is it only black and brown people that are committing crimes? Then why is every face behind bar a black or a brown face, right? And these are things that we have to question in this system um, and why this system is so broken. And I, and I hear you when you say that when we erase culture, it also lets us know our value in society. Right, because we're saying not only are we gonna take your men and incarcerate them, not only are we gonna take your apartments and put them on the market for someone else that's richer and maybe whiter than you to come and purchase, but we're also gonna erase part of your history. You know, mm. as far as the tunnel's concerned, I'm really hoping that this was an error in judgment and not mm. an error that, you know, is just an error of judgment and not an intent to erase us because I wanna believe that the people that are in charge of these agencies understand the history of our communities nowadays. Uh, but I understand. I know, that. I know. A lot of people <laughs> are skeptical. And what is their agenda exactly? Yeah, I know. A lot of people are skeptical, and I don't blame skepticism, but I guess I got to try to be optimistic if I'm going to carry this cross every single day and try and, you know, make it better. But, you know, you have to question. It is our job to question motivations. It is our job to question processes. And what I've been saying, right, it's funny because I put up that that um thing on my Instagram and I've you know I, I do a lot of town hall meetings and none of my Instagram posts get this much attention right wow. and so people are reposting it but you know it, sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like yo our people don't read sometimes like I got people coming at me like I painted the tunnel they're like mm. you know and I'm like I didn't paint the tunnel I'm ringing the alarm on the tunnel being painted. Like, let's work together, right, to make sure that this never happens again with any of our of our iconic um, landmarks, right? I'm, I'm ringing this alarm because I feel that it's important for this generation of young people that have never been engaged in government to be engaged, right? Um, because if we continue to not occupy our seats at those tables, decisions are going to be made for us. I often say to people, you know, I go outside, I do my politicking, I'm giving my leaflet out, vote for me, vote for me. And they say, why should I vote for you? And I say, well, because I believe that I represent our generation, our community. And people say, well, I don't care about politics. And my response is always, politics cares about you. The resources mm. come into your community, whether you know about them or not. The resources get taken away from your community, whether you care about them or not. And if this is an issue that we could use to catalyze people into getting involved in this process, then I hope that's something positive that we get out of it. You know, some people also said a brand new canvas. You know, maybe this Ooh. is an opportunity for us to refresh this process and say, who are the local artists that haven't gotten the opportunity to be showcased in our community, right? Yes. Who are the people wow. that weren't part of that original process? Let's fix it so that they can be. And I hope that that's the role that I get to play here because I really love the Heights. I feel like I wear it with a badge of honor and everywhere I go and I roll my neck and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, Washington Heights. And they're like, mm. you knew it. You know, I feel, I feel proud about that. And I hope that our community gets something positive out of this nightmarish experience. Wow. Carmen, one question. I'm from the Heights, uh, just like you, uh, born and bred. What would you say to young people getting into politics? How could young people get into politics? What is the, what is the pipeline like? What What would you recommend for young people to get involved into politics and voting and so on and so forth? Yeah. You know, I get asked that question so much. And one thing that I would tell you is that the reason that I got involved in politics is because I couldn't keep my mouth shut, right? right. And when we have yeah. that gut instinct to just speak, we should follow mm. it because there's too many people trying to quiet us down. Right. Mm. When you become someone who you see an injustice and you call it out, other people see that in you. And then I remember when I got the first time I got approached, like you should run for office. I was like, I'm going to run for office. We think that elected officials have to be perfect. Perfection is a fallacy. We're human beings mm. and it is the people that are most connected with their humanity that are most connected to the pain that have the solutions for our communities. So those are the people that we should really be, you know, pushing into these moments, into these opportunities to represent our struggles, you know? And when I learned that, I, I found my voice. And I feel like if I can pass that on to, you know, little Carmencitas out there um, yeah. or Carlitos is out there, you know, whoever <laughs> wants to run for office, um, they should. They should definitely find a voice. I'm here 
Y'all now have my Instagram because everybody All has right. my Instagram in the Heights. Get involved. <laughs> Get involved and let's build this bench, right? Because Carmen is not forever. You know, none of us are irreplaceable. Girl, I see you as a future mayor of this city. Wow. You're so smart. You also represent a lot of us at the same time. Thank you. Um, okay, I want to go back to this new blank slate that we have, sadly. What can we as a community do to help you gain that power? We have so many wonderful artists in Washington Heights. I can shout out a few in my sleep. We like to commission those artists our damn selves. We are going through a rebrand right now, and this is where the worlds collide, which I love when this happens. We have Christian Viteri, who won the Noma Uptown Art Troll Poster Contest, doing our creative. That's just one artist, okay? We've worked with so many flyer designers, muralists, just artists that know other artists that this would be kind of an easy feat, okay? How can we help? And also my second part, the second part of this question is how can we establish that tunnel and and grant it landmark status so that nobody can mess with it in the future? Wow. Yeah, well... I'm going to answer the last question first. I'm on the Landmarks Committee in the City Council. So I can can definitely find out the process for landmarking. I'm happy to do that and get back to you. That's actually the first time I hear that. So thank you, Rachel, for that. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I I am not a resident of Washington Heights. Almost, almost, almost. You're getting there. Because my my family is there. I still I grew up there every weekend. We'd go visit family. We have meetings up there. A lot of our fans are there, and I feel a closeness to it. I feel like I'm I'm in this fight, and I want to help. We want to help. Do we have to write letters? Do we have to go to Idanis's office? Like, what what do we? And and beyond LOL right mm-hmm. here, what could the LOLeros do too? So the first thing is that the DOT is going to establish a process because it's still under the jurisdiction of the DOT. What I've asked my staff to do is to create a Google form that we're going to put live on our Instagram asking local artists to send us their contact information. Tell us your name or your tag name or whatever it is that you go by. Contact information, a cell phone, an email, maybe a Twitter handle, right? Um, let us know what your medium is. Are you a muralist? Are you a, um, a graffiti artist? What What's your medium, right? And so we want to collect and bank those names together because it's not just this tunnel. I walked... Um, through the community and the parks department has like 20 tunnels that lead to different places that we don't even know about. And yep, yep, I was yep. amazed when I saw that. So this is not the only opportunity, opportunity, right? And we have plenty of tunnels. So I think that we should, um, first get all that information together. Then secondly, when we announce there's going to be a public meeting or a public hearing about this tunnel. I want people to come out to use that same energy to come out and express yep. themselves and talk about what they want to see in that process so that we can have accountability because if it's Carmen de la Rosa in a room, I'm going to represent y'all, but y'all represent yourselves even better by coming into that room and saying this is exactly what we want. Many times we stay quiet and then the process goes forward with the three people that came and then they're like the community wasn't involved. Be involved, stay involved. And so we're going to keep updating the community on what's to come. I know that Idanis had a press conference today at the tunnel, and he announced that they were going to start putting together an RFP, which is the process for request for proposal that the city does in order to, um, you know, put the put the grants out for the artists. So I want to also make sure the language of the RFP is reflective of people that so that everyone has access, right? Because if you use words like organizations, that's different from an individual. So how do we give people access? Um, and last but not least, I'm not an expert. I'm not a graffiti artist. I'm not an expert. So feel free to give me suggestions on how we include more people in this process. All right. She's for the people, you guys. Please, one more time for Carmen de la Rosa. Yeah! Carmen. Yeah! We know your Instagram. A lot of people know it at this point, but maybe you want to share it one more time for those across the country listening, for others that want to join in on this conversation. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, but be nice, at at Carmen, <laughs> at C-N De La Rosa, at C-N-D-E-L-A-R-O-S-A. We are with you. 
Mama, we are with you. We will be at that meeting with like paintbrushes, spray cans, graffiti, <laughs> and, and a megahorn, okay? <laughs> we will be behind you. I really think, you know, we see all these landmarks across the city, old houses. You know, you go to like, you know, Brooklyn where I grew up, Flatbush around there. All these houses have like landmark status that they can't be touched. It's time we protect our art the yep. same way. Absolutely, 100%. So Let's do this. Let's do it. Carmen, thank you so much for your time. Again, for everything that you do. Para la cultura, because you do it for real. Gracias. Y para la comunidad. Thank Gracias. you so much. Gracias. Thank you. Wonderful evening. You're taking the time out. You're a mom. Thank you so, so much. Y seguimos para adelante. Estamos en la lucha, people. Estamos activos. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Frank, Ramon, name a few things you've always wanted to experience live. An alien abduction. Only fans. That's definitely not what I was going for. Sorry, wrong podcast. Latinos Out Loud is coming to you live and in person. Comedy, interviews, and surprise guests. February 23rd in Los Angeles at the Actors Company LA and on February 26th at the Triad Theater in New York City, baby. Ooh. Just in time for Dominican Independence Day, my people. Da, 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 da. Go to wearelatinosoutloud.com for tickets and more information. All right, you guys, it is now time for Que Lo Que. You guys know the segment. It's the shout-out time. <laughs> we basically shout throughout the show. I just want to state that for the record. But this is where we, I guess I guess we shout it out. Not like laundry shout, but like, you know, we do the shout-outs. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop. Um, I'm overthinking and over-explaining. Um, who wants to go first? Ramon Pesante, do you have some picks? Do you have some people you want to shout-out and say hi to? I want to shout out uh, Rena Valentin over at Open. She did a really great uh, feature on my film playing Sam, and she had uh, Jenna Reese on. And, uh, you know, they, they, I, literally, they did better than I could ever talk about my own film. So, uh, yeah, shout out to her. Check it out on uh, YouTube or on BronxNet. All right. Love it. Get it. Look, your film ain't even out, and it's getting pressed, bruh. Go, man. That's what I'm talking about. The industry's talking about it because your film talks about the industry. That's Let's right. go. And I got a few shout outs. Oh my God, Mama's been busy. I went to Brooklyn to check out a really fun hip hop show. You guys know I'm a hip hop head. I also love live shows. So mm. I want to shout out some of the rappers that I saw perform. I was hanging out with my boy Joe Fucarino as well. So I want right. to shout out the Goat Squad. Part of the Goat Squad is my boy Guns out there representing hard. Right. He performed a hell of a show under Rod Digger. She was leading Ooh. the bill. So imagínate, Frank, it was a hell of a show. It wow. was a really, really incredible evening just to see so much talent. Um, there was another rapper that really comes to mind so soon. I think his name was, and he was just a storyteller. I really vibe out with those rappers that are really hardcore storytellers that take you on a journey with their song. Start yeah. to finish, you understand what they're going through. 80s and, and then, 90s, baby. That was the real stuff right there. Right, and some of these rappers also add their je ne sais quoi to it. It's like, you know, they add an element. Like, so soon added a lot of dramatic elements to it, you know, coming up them, down them stairs and, like, just adding some pizzazz. And guns, too, man. It's really beautiful to hear lyrics come to life. Had a great time with this New Jersey squad, Joe Fiorino. Shout out to Val, also another crazy talented musician. Check out Soulfully Val on Instagram and check out Guns on Instagram. Um, it's the real F Guns, G O N Z on Instagram. Okay, I also want to shout out the Cayenne Film Festival, the brunch that they hosted. Frank, that's why my voice is shot. Ramon, you guys. You know when you go to an event and there may not be hundreds of people there and there may be less than 25, but the impact of those 25 people, the work that those 25 people have done thus far, it it was so incredibly inspirational to be among these Latinos. Um, I really want to shout out Suheidi Cristian, who I had the pleasure of meeting at the Dominican Film Festival, who does her own Cayenne Film Festival. And I did a Q&A with Lulu Lopez, the actress, Fetty Vargas, who is okay. a showrunner and a t- he sells films. Um, and also Belen, 
who's a Latina film producer. And it was quite interesting to do this Q&A with them. You know, you guys know, I say it all the time. I love a, a good Q&A. This oh, yeah. time I was given the Q's and the A's. It was great. Wow. Um, and it was a really well-attended and lovely event. I got a beautiful swag bag at the end. Look, you can Nothing like me, a good swag yo, bag. Listen, yep. you, I will never say no to a good water bottle. True talk. <laughs> True talk. If it's made of tin, if it keeps the temperature of the liquid inside, yep. you have a fan for life. Yep. For life. I don't even care. <laughs> you have a fan in, for life. Um, I also want to shout out all of the LOLeros for continuing to listen to us. Look. We're having some technical issues out there with the feeds. You may see three of us out there on the feeds, okay? There's some stuff going on. We got some new stuff in the bag, so just bear with us. But you will still find Latinos Out Loud every Thursday wherever you can consume a podcast. Give us a call to talk about whatever you want to talk about, 978-LATINOS. Um, there's another shout-out that I would be remiss. I would, I would be scolded. I'd be tarred and feathered. If, if I didn't do this shout out. Ooh, what is this? All right, so we would, we couldn't let this episode go by <laughs> without putting on our white shirts, our white tees, and saying, Happy birthday, Frank Spiracy News. Oh. Thank you, man. Good looking. Happy birthday, Frank. We're all Thank wearing you. our white tees in your honor. I keep Although- <laughs> I keep it real. I'm a wa- I'm a wash high snort in my hand Bronx dude, bro. Woo! I keep it real. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, Ramon got it. Ramon got the real one. A hundred. Damn. Yes, that hundred. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, you motherfucker. Yo. All Happy right, birthday, all right. Frank. Yo, good looking, good looking. It thank is that you. time of year, 0125. We know what it is. Thank another you, thank year, you. Another year, another revolution. Frank, we love you. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. Great. You look Thank you, my sisters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else want to say some birthday words to Frank? Uh, how old are you, Frank? I'm turning 52. 52. Ah, yeah, yeah. Number seven. You Number seven. Remember when I, t- I talked about seven last week, Rachel? Oh. Number seven? This is the year of seven. So five I'm, you know, my, my five and two. I'm born on the 25th. Well, guys, we got to wrap this episode, but we certainly wanted to say happy birthday to you, Frank. Happy thank you. Thank you again, birthday, guys. But thank you. You, oh, you should have gotten a delivery by now. Did you not get the delivery of your Yo, friend? I heard something at the door, man. Oh, shit. That's Johnny. Oh, that's Johnny. Here's Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's my best friend. You know what's up. You better get him before he walks away. To I know. Apartment. All right, guys, I'm going to have to go. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Hello, Aleros. We love you. 978 Latinos. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. On that note, we out.